want to talk about our opponent. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced, and on paper, they're just better, and they know it too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you today here on this podcast, and I want to encourage you to visit patchworkheartradio.org. It's our new podcast website. So if you're listening on Apple or Google or one of those things, if you head over to patchworkheartradio.org, you're going to see our brand new website, and it integrates video, audio, our blogs. It's got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so check it out. I encourage you to do that. You can also support us over there as well uh, via Buy Me a Coffee. But uh, really do encourage you to do that, and I think you'll enjoy the new website. But today I have a wonderful guest with me. Uh, you may have heard her on the Sewing Hope podcast. Her name is Janine Zio, and she is a retired homeschooling mom whose passion is encouraging devotion to Christ's real presence in the Eucharist. She has two grown sons and lives in South Carolina, a lot warmer than Wisconsin, with her husband, Paul, and her dog, Tula. Uh, you can visit her website for more information, which is simply JanineZio.com, and we'll put that in the show notes of the podcast. Or you can visit her Facebook page, Janine Zio, Ambassadors for Christ Real Presence. So, Janine, welcome to the program, and thank you so very much for having me, uh, having joined me on Young Catholics Respond. Oh, thank you, Bill. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be uh, so much fun. And, um, you know, I, I should also mention you're the author of Treasure with a Face, uh, which is a uh, journey, a Eucharistic journey, right? Uh, uh, yes. and, and, and a beautiful um, book for uh, young or, you know, middle school kids and all of that good jazz but i but in this interview i want to talk with you because you're so passionate about the eucharist and you do so much work with drawing uh people into the eucharist um talk to us a little bit about uh how young people can fall in love with our eucharistic lord well thank you for that and i you know appreciate this topic so very much because i wasn't always devoted for the to the eucharist despite being a cradle catholic and so I can talk about a few things that I have done um, to become catechized. We can talk about certain resources. Uh, we can talk about how we need to pray to have zeal for the Eucharist, how we choose to believe, consciously make that decision, and then really embrace our presence with our heart and soul, and then try to be um, in Jesus' presence often and be mindful of him. It really takes a, you know, a conscious effort to be mindful that he's there with us when we're in mass and adoration. So we can talk about all those things. And, and I know it's a topic definitely dear to all of us. And it's critical in, in the church right now that we do have zeal for the Eucharist. Yeah, absolutely. No, you, you mentioned that word critical for the Eucharist. Um, there are so many, I think, young people out there uh, that just drift right? Uh, they drift on their smartphones from one thing to the next without anything really solid, right? Like, you know, you can scroll through your Facebook feed and you can see the same five posts over and over again until you find one that you think is funny. And that was yesterday's post. So, um, you know, how, how does the Eucharist differ from that? Like, you know, how does it add meaning to your life? 
You know, I think there are so many ways. Um, first of all, it because it is truly the living Jesus, being with him in a Catholic church is a real refuge from all the craziness in the world. And it's a real physical connection. You know, we have these virtual connections, you know, on the internet and things, but truly when we go into a Catholic church, Jesus is alive in the tabernacle. And that's so different than receiving communion that's just bread at another church. In the Catholic church, that bread becomes the living Jesus, the same Jesus that walked on the earth 2000 years ago. And so to really sit in his presence and, and talk to him can be such a consolation. There's no need for anybody to be lonely in this world because we have Jesus right there with us at your nearest church. Yeah, you know, I mean, I. I think you probably just blew some minds of young adults out there um, because they're like, hey, wait a minute. Our God is living and alive and in every Catholic church. We really believe that. Like, that that's pretty yeah. awesome. It really is. And I think there's some beautiful saints quotes that kind of drive this point home. Of course, we have, you know, the proof in the Bible. And we can talk about that later if you want to. Jesus himself testifying that it's really his flesh and blood. But I love some of these quotes by some saints. Um, this is from the book Stirring Slumbering Souls, 250 Eucharistic uh, Reflections by Michael Seagriff. He says, um, according to John Harden, is there any real difference between Jesus in heaven and Jesus in the Eucharist? No, it's the same Jesus. The only difference is in us. We now on earth cannot see or touch him with our senses, but that's not a limitation in him. It's a limitation in us. The living, breathing Jesus Christ is in the Blessed Sacrament. Wow. Yeah. And body, blood, soul, divinity, what the church, you know, says. And so um, that th that's a great way to put it, too, because the limitation is on us. Yeah. And so, I mean, for for young people out there that are hungering, because because I, I know at times I hunger and I'm, you know, 36, but I but I hunger to get to meet God. I think we all have a hungering and a longing to go meet God. And once we understand that the Eucharist is who he says he is which is jesus right it is this living person then our entire life changes right i mean the entire perspective changes once you understand that and and go from the from the head to the heart yes absolutely it's so true and it, it took me until i was 29 to really grasp that despite being a cradle catholic i was going through the motions and finally, I just prayed to Jesus, please give me the zeal for your Eucharist. I should be so excited to go up and receive him and not going through the motions. And Jesus loves to answer that prayer to give us that zeal. So I think that's a great starting point. Um, there's a prayer that St. Thomas More uh, recommended. And I say this is a spiritual communion prayer. I think it's good for everybody. It says, I wish my Lord to receive you with the purity, humility, and devotion with which your most holy mother received you with the spirit and fervor of the saints. And I love the idea of receiving Jesus with her devotion or with the fervor of the saints. I, I think that's just amazing. And I think he'll answer that prayer. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So how do we get there? How do I, you know, I mean, I mean, you mentioned it took you for you know a, a while and there might be some young adults out there listening to this right now that are in college or whatever. And, and they're drifting and they're trying to figure out, okay, where is the anchor in my life? And so, if this can be the anchor, if God truly, really is who he says he is, how do we how do we move from the head to the heart? That's an excellent question. So I think first, you know, first, we do have to have the head knowledge. We have to be catechized. And, you know, we can do that through um, books, 
um, the, the Bible, of course, videos. I think um, Scott Hahn has some great books, Lamb Supper, The Fourth Cup. Um, Brant Petrie has an amazing book called Jewish Roots of the Eucharist, or you can watch his series on forums called Lexio Eucharist, Discover the Eucharist in the Bible. You can watch his YouTube videos. Everybody loves Father Mike Schmitz and Bishop Barron. They have some great YouTube videos. So that's where we get the head knowledge and, of course, the Bible. And then um, pray for zeal for the Eucharist. And then I truly make the decision. If Jesus said it's the Eucharist, he's the Messiah. How can I refute that? So we know head head knowledge that it's Jesus. Then the next step, as you said, move to embracing it with your heart and soul. And that just takes mindfulness. That just means when we go into the church, the first thing we do is we greet Jesus in the tabernacle. We acknowledge that he's there. And I mean, I'm even bad at this sometimes. The other night I walked into mass and my first thought was, oh, it's crowded for a Monday night. Oh, there's my friend sitting over there, you know? And then finally I'm like, oh wait, Jesus is up there. I need to greet him. So it's just simple things like that. And then when you receive him in the Eucharist, recognize that he's dwelling inside of you and spend those precious few moments speaking to him heart to heart, like a friend. Um, then going to adoration when you can, I always find that that's where Jesus really answers the promise. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Because I invariably walk in stressed out, exhausted, and come out rejuvenated. So I, mm -hmm. I find that to be good. And when you can't go to adoration, there are things you can do throughout the day. Um, for example, I think it was St. John Vianney who said, when you wake up in the middle of the night, ask Jesus to take you spiritually to the tabernacle. And I love that. Mm. So there's some thoughts. I have some more, but I don't want to. I'm um, get oh, off on a tangent. No, no. You know, there's there's so many good practical tips that you gave, and uh, you know, especially acknowledging Jesus. I think that that is one that uh, is so easy to do uh, in our in our society today, because you know we're, we're looking for that um, that you know full body, right? Like even though we know Jesus is present in the tabernacle, we're looking for the full body. Hey, you know what's going on? Or as we walk into church, we have this community. But the most important person is sitting up there, and we ought to yeah. acknowledge that. Uh, and, and so, you know, genuflecting, saying, hello, I'm here. You know, and then, of course, Eucharistic adoration. I think um, that, that is a devotion that draws a lot of young people, um, at least that I've seen. Um, you know, so, so, so young adults, uh, if you haven't done Eucharistic adoration before, you, ha you know, go, go find one. There's, um, it's really easy. All you got to do is kind of Google it. I think the Real Presence Association in Lombard has a list of all the different places in the United States where you can go have, um, you know, a Eucharistic adoration. And it, and it's simply sitting there, uh, you know, actually, maybe I'll let you explain um, what Eucharistic adoration is, uh, Janine, uh, for people who haven't done like the solemn exposition thing uh, before and understand what that is. Uh, maybe just a brief explanation. Yeah, sure. So, of course, um, Jesus is kept in the tabernacle. Um, in, in Catholic churches, and when the sanctuary lamp is lit, you know that Jesus is present. But during Eucharistic uh, adoration, the priest puts the Blessed Sacrament in the monstrance, and, and he's out on the altar so that you can see him. Um, obviously, it looks like bread, but it is truly our living Jesus right there in the monstrance. And I think um, one great thing that young adults can try is an adoration camp out. We did this with our homeschooling group. So we had nocturnal adoration all night, the night before first Friday. So we would go to uh, Thursday night mass together. And then we would set up tents in the yard across from the church. We'd have s'mores. The kids would play games. And then at, at bedtime, each family would go to their tent. But then we would spend an hour 
um, in adoration with him amongst our friends throughout the night. We'd all take turns visiting him in the Eucharist, in the Blessed Sacrament. And that was just a fun way. I think we all love social events. And so that's a fun way to center a social event around Jesus. And it helps people try adoration for the first time. So I think this would be great for college-age kids and young adults as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like a relay for life kind of experience where, where you uh, are up all night, you know, doing the uh, relay and, and, and raising money. But here you can uh, just simply do a, a tag team with uh, Jesus and uh, that, you know, setting that up on your campus or setting that up on um, a, you know, local parish uh, over the summer or something like that. That's a really great idea. Um, and uh, and so you know definitely check that out um, and maybe suggest it to your pastor um, because that that sounds like an awesome idea. Um, so uh, we do have to take a very short break here, Janine. We're going to come back right after these short messages here on Young Catholics Respond, and we'll continue our conversation all about the Eucharist and of course dive into your book, The Treasure with a Face, right after these messages here on Patchwork Heart Radio. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared. Fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. 
The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. Text or call 215-870-9913. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com on Amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hello, everybody, and welcome back here to Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. Uh, reminder that you can always visit our website, patchworkheart.org, for more information about our ministry and to learn about what we are doing. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about ourselves today because we have a great guest. Her name is Janine Zio, and we've been spending some wonderful time talking about the source and summit of our faith, the Eucharist. Um, and right before the break, Janine was talking about doing kind of a relay uh, adoration for families, which is awesome. And so in this second half of the interview, I want to talk a little bit about how uh, young families, um, young adults and young families can center their lives on the Eucharist. And so, uh, Janine, I'll, um, I'll let you, uh, you know, kind of talk a little bit about that. Of course, we'll also chat about the book as well. Hey, sounds good. So um, I homeschooled my kids, and one of the main things I wanted to get across to them was that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. And I really felt a sense of urgency about this when my kids became young adults, because we have an amazing Protestant megachurch in our town. And I knew it was just a matter of time before they would be invited to go to that church. And it looks like a resort. There's a cafe that rivals Starbucks inside. There's amazing praise music and fun kids activities. And I wanted my kids to realize that even though they receive communion there, it's not the living Jesus. And so I should say, this is not when they were young adults. This is when they were young teens. So I started thinking about how to impart this lesson. And I realized that a story would be better than a lecture. So I developed a plot for a storyline. And that um, eventually grew into a story called The Treasure with the Face, which is basically a story that helps children realize they don't have to live in ancient Israel 2,000 years ago to meet Jesus. He's alive in the Blessed Sacrament. Now, I do that through humor and action and suspense, but that's the gist of the story. I hope that it, it touches other kids as well. Um, but there's some other things we can do, and some of them are just simple. Like when our kids are very, very little, 
we teach them that when they walk in, they should look for the tabernacle when they walk into a church because it's in different places and different churches. And then they can look for the sanctuary lamp and know that when it's lit, Jesus is truly present. And this will impart a lesson so that when they go to another church for a wedding or a funeral and these elements are missing, they'll realize that the physical sacramental Jesus is missing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we can also teach them about the moment of consecration and, and teach them, okay, this is what's going to happen in the mass. There's a miracle that's going to take place. And these are the actions of the priests that will lead up to that miracle. Uh, one thing is there's a great video in, in the presence series called um, Miracle at Every Mass. And it shows a priest walking through the parts of the um, Eucharistic liturgy, showing the different elements that are on the altar because kids can't always see what's on the altar and then explaining the words of the consecration. And I think it's just good for kids to understand that it's truly a miracle going on. And that way, Mass is not boring when you realize that. Yeah, and um, the the teaching Masses like that are, are, are so important as well. Like those, those elements of teaching, those elements of um, instructing your kid to, to, to know and understand that, hey, you know what, this is really Jesus um, at... I I always um, love. There's one family at our parish um, who brings their you know I don't know four year old to mass right, uh, and I always see her after communion. She's just dan like she hasn't able to receive communion, but she's dancing you know next oh. to her mom with this amazing joy right, oh. and, and her mom and dad because they bring her up to the aisle. They get to meet. Jesus, they see it, and, and, and she just can't contain it. You know, during yeah. the communion song, she's dancing around and with this biggest smile on her face, and, and, and nobody's upset. You know, nobody's like, oh, this, you know, this person shouldn't be doing this. Um, and, and so, but again, it's that fostering of this relationship with, with Jesus um, and, and, and those little simple things that you don't think maybe have the meaning. Oh, you know, we got to get there on time. we got to get in there. It's like, you know, all this, all this stuff, you know, uh, especially for those of us, I think it's a super big trap for those of us who are super involved in the church because because we're worried about, oh, man, I've got to talk to this person. I've got to get this done after mass. They're asking me to set up donuts like there's there's all these different things. So but the focus has to be on on our Lord. So that's that's really beautiful that you that you highlighted that. Oh, and I love that little girl's reaction. We should all be like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dive a little bit deeper into the book. I know you mentioned it, um, okay. but but um, to, you know, just just talk about um, the what what people can expect in the storyline. You know, I, I I know you mentioned yeah all this uh, you know adventure and suspense and all that stuff, but you know, take us through a little bit of the main characters and and whatnot. Okay, sure. So it's about a 12-year-old boy named Eli, and he lives in ancient Israel, and he wants to be a treasure hunter instead of his uncle's metalsmithing apprentice. But then his uncle sends him on a journey to Jerusalem to deliver his newest invention, which is a fragile mirror. And it seems like an impossible mission because it's a 120-mile walk, and Eli is clumsy. But Eli sees it as a chance to begin his life as a treasure hunter, and he wants to find the ultimate treasure, which is the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark's dangerous. We know that people who touch it tend to die. Flames shoot out the bottom of it as it's being carried. And um, it has been missing for hundreds of years. But Eli knows that Jesus will know where to find the ark. And he just might be in Jerusalem. So he sets off to find him. And um, I think the greatest compliment I received on it was from my brother-in-law, who's 55 years old. And he would admit that he's not one who goes to mass 
frequently, but he said that he loved the hero, Eli, and it reminded him of Mitch Rapp from the Vince Flynn series, <laughs> which cracked me up because I've never read the books, but I know Vince Flynn is an amazing author. So that was great to hear. That's awesome. Uh, and and uh, so, so it's targeted toward... Um, middle grades right like age ages nine and up uh is where it's kind of targeted but um sounds like people are finding finding it uh even at age 55 and beyond right yes exactly yes i had a woman who's 80 years old read it and she loved it so it's wonderful to hear because i really did try to write it with some humor and some heart in addition to the adventure so that people of all ages can enjoy it but yes it's targeted to nine to 13 year olds Awesome. And, you know, uh, I want parents to take a special listen to this uh, as well. You know, if you have young children, uh, this is a this is a great book to uh, get them started on the adventure. And uh, you also have a process in which you come out to schools and do um, some some uh, activities and and stuff like that with the kids as well. Right. Absolutely. So I have what's called an experiential book launch. And I have an event called the Escape with the Ark Challenge, which is like going to an escape room for kids. So they come in and they have to solve clues and tackle obstacles in order to find the Ark of the Covenant. And I have big display boards set up that immerse them in ancient Jerusalem. Um, There's one of the temple, the Colosseum, and they have to solve clues such as um, here's a scroll, but the die is, um, in, or the printing is invisible. So you have to find the die that's going to make the print visible. Or you have to go to a Pharisee or a Roman and ask for directions. Who are you going to ask? And if you ask, and ask the wrong person, you're going to be led astray and have to dig through the garbage at the Valley of Gehenna. So it's really fun, and it doesn't give away the ending to my book, but it immerses them in the book and makes them want to see how my character handles the same challenges. What's it like for him to crawl through the glowworm cave? Because I got to do that. So it's that kind of thing. And I'm happy to do it for churches, um, homeschooling groups, schools. And if you live within four hours of Charleston, South Carolina, just go to my website, janinezio.com and um, contact me and we'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, you know, that's that's awesome. And, and, and your ministry is uh, so crucial for these uh, times that we live in. Uh, where people are hungering for authenticity. And uh, that's one of the really big things that I see in your ministry is that you're, you know, guiding young, young families, young people toward uh, the authenticity of the person of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So uh, you're doing amazing work. And um, I wonder, as we kind of wind down the episode here in the last few minutes, if you would uh, maybe speak to the parents and also the students, uh, college students or whoever, um, who who are maybe struggling in faith, um, struggling to believe in the Eucharist. Is are there any advice that you would give to them uh, as as we kind of wind wind down the episode? Absolutely, sure. Um, I think first of all, you know, use those resources when you have doubts and questions. You know, go do your homework and specifically first start with the Bible and prayer. Go to the verses, John 6, the bread of life discourse, where Jesus says, this is my body, which will be given for you. Um, the bread which I will give is for the life of the world is my flesh. Um, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. So go to the Bible and study it, pray about it, ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you, ask for zeal for the Eucharist. And then once you've gotten that fire, 
you know, spend time in his presence because he will even increase the, the flame of that um, passion when you're spending time with him. And then just do your best to impart lessons to your children whenever you can. Um, we can always find a chance, you know, have a chance to speak about the Eucharist. Even like when you're reading a book by uh, Tolkien, he said, um, I put before you the one great thing to love in the world, the Blessed Sacrament. So there's always little chances, teachable moments to talk about the Blessed Sacrament. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Janine. Uh, you're, you're, you're such a blessing to all of us for sharing uh, your, your work and your passion, your zeal for uh, our Lord, our, our Eucharistic Lord. It is, uh, as I said, the source and summit of our faith and the most important thing we do. So uh, I really do appreciate all the time you spent with us here today and, and on Patchwork Heart Ministry Radio. It's, it's such a blessing to have you. Oh, thank you, Bill. It's a blessing to speak with you, and God bless you and your work. You're doing great things for the Lord, too. Oh, thank you, uh, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, again, for more information about Janine, you can visit her website. I'll put it in the show notes. It's simply JanineZio.com, uh, or you can also find her on Facebook, Janine Zio, Ambassadors for Christ's Real Presence. Uh, isn't that an awesome Facebook name? Facebook page name. So check that out. Folks, we really do encourage you uh, to also follow, friend, and like us on social media. Uh, just simply search for Patchwork Art Ministry. And until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Art Ministry, may God bless you and keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.